Welcome back to this week's episode of Breaking Apostolic Taboo. This is the week where we do our Bible study. So we hope you enjoy this week's episode of A Kingdom of Misfits, written by Bailey Romans, which you can buy off of Amazon.com. Look up A Kingdom of Misfits, giving you every reason why God can and will use you by Bailey Romans, or click the link in our link tree below. Can't wait for this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode. And let's just jump into it. Today, we're doing lesson one. If you've got your books, you should get it out and let's do it together. We're doing lesson one, the first misfits, Adam and Eve. In the beginning of the Bible, we see we are introduced to our first examples of misfits. On the sixth day, God created man, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Genesis 2, 7. When you read this scripture, what do you think? Do you imagine God standing on a grassy surface pulling up dirt from the ground? Do you see him in a desert grabbing sand from under his feet? Do you picture him molding mud or clay into legs and feet? When we look at the Hebrew meaning of the word dust used in the scripture, it means powder, ashes, earth, mortar. But my favorite definition is rubbish. God could have used anything to create humans, the only creatures that bear his image, and he chose rubbish. Why rubbish? What do you think the Lord was thinking when he used rubbish? When we hear the word rubbish, we think of something dirty, useless, or broken. We might wonder why God would use something we see as worthless to make something he loved so much that he would later die for. What we view as trash, he saw as moldable. He could shape it into whatever he desired. He chose to make us out of something imperfect, trash even, something that any of us would be ashamed to use. When we start to feel worthless, like garbage, we can honestly say that we are. Our Lord used rubbish to create us, but that doesn't mean we are worthless. He took something overlooked, so odd and abnormal, to make the people he loved the most. In Genesis 3, 1 through 3, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. He And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said... You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. When we read this verse, we see Satan has been a tempter from the beginning. We are imperfect people born flawed because of our flesh and subsequent earth and our subsequent susceptible y'all <laughs> susceptible i can't talk we are susceptible to uh to temptation we should not feel discouraged when satan throws temptations our way his goal after all is to steal kill and destroy john 10 10 in times of temptation we need to pay special attention to god and his word Eve was confused. Somewhere along the way, God's word was twisted. It went from not to eat of the tree to not eat or touch it. He did not mention anything about touching the tree. I imagine Eve grabbing the fruit from the tree and saying to herself, 
we were not supposed to touch the tree, but I touched it and I'm not dead. God was wrong. Satan takes advantage of that moment of doubt to tempt her by telling her when she eats of the tree, she will have knowledge and be like God's in Genesis 3, 5 and 6. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, Matthew 4, 4. We need to learn to hear the word of God for what it says. It is easy to misinterpret the meaning of scripture if it is delivered in the wrong context or from someone else's point of view. It is important that we read the Bible for ourselves and let him speak to us through his word. Sermons simply are not enough. Yes, God speaks to us through the mouths of our pastors or other ministers, but he also communicates with us through the word. It is through studying the word and spending time in prayer that we develop a relationship with him. Developing a personal relationship with God shows you want to grow in the knowledge of him and his word. God will always use people who are willing to grow and learn. By building this relationship with him, we prove we can be molded and want to be used. He will then begin to shape us into something usable. Once Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit, they had the knowledge of good and evil. Full of shame, they hid themselves from the Lord. Adam explained why they hid from God when he called for him. He hid himself because he was naked and afraid. He knew they messed up. God asked, who told you you were naked in Genesis 3, 7 through 11? And immediately the blame game begins. We are familiar with this game. And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to me to be with, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me and I did eat in Genesis 3, 12 through 13. We as people don't like blame. And when there is blame to be dealt, we like to push it onto others. We commonly see this with young children, especially siblings. When they have done something bad, they run and hide. When mom and dad, a teacher or a grandma find out what has happened, they go looking for them. In turn, they blame someone else for the issues they've caused. Growing up, did your parents say to you, if you would have told the truth the first time, you wouldn't be in this boat? Did you ever wonder what would happen if Adam and Eve would have told the truth from the beginning? We should examine ourselves and take accountability for the things we we blame others for. We tend to give too much credit to people who play a small role in the issues of our lives. We also give the devil way too much credit for things he didn't even cause. People blame things on the devil that are absolutely absurd. The devil does not make you stub your toe, cheat on your diet, or make your dog run away, etc. The list can go on. There have no temptation taken you, but such as is common to men. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted. Above that ye are able. But will the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it? 1 Corinthians 10.13 We open ourselves up to things the devil can use to tempt us. We cannot blame the devil for coming through the doors we open. We need to keep our minds focused on the voice of God. He will guide us through and lead us away from temptations, even when we invite it in. We know how the story of Adam and Eve ends. Sin has now been brought into the world. The serpent is cursed. God greatly multiplied her sorrow with painful conception. Now man must work for everything they have, and death is brought into the world in Genesis 3, 14-24. Why in the world would I mention Adam and Eve in the first chapter of this book? First of all, they are the first humans in creation. 
They were closer to God than any of us could be. They walked in the garden with God and he chose them to be his first examples for humanity. Despite those things, they seemed to have failed him. They messed up just like you and I do. We are all flawed. Even though Adam and Eve lived in a perfect environment with everything they needed, Satan managed to work his way into their world. Eve was misled with Adam when Adam told her not to touch the tree. Perhaps he wanted to set a firm boundary between them and the tree, but this was the birth of Eve's confusion. We all need good, strong boundaries. We cannot blur and confuse God's word. When confusion slips in, we open doors for the enemy to bring sin into our hearts and minds. When God confronts us about what has happened, we cannot push the blame onto others like Adam and Eve tried to. The first people were going to let God down, and he knew that from the beginning. He wanted to show us that even people who walk closely with him can miss the mark. The odds could be stacked in your favor, and yet you could still fall. God still used Adam and Eve when he could have just gotten rid of them and started over, but he didn't. Just like he did with them, God will not give up on us. Therefore, we shouldn't give up on him. Even though the first man and woman he created failed him by their disobedience, he still used them. He can still use you. So if you have a piece of paper or if you want to just think about these two points, how do you relate with Adam and Eve? And how do they help you realize that you can still be used? And that is all we have for this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And um, if you would like to purchase, it is located on Amazon. Just type it in. You'll find it and you can purchase it. I love y'all. And this is Bailey Romans with Breaking Out Taboo. Let's start talking.